Welcome to the Only Child Diaries podcast. I'm your host, Tracy Wallace. Have you ever felt like you didn't receive the how-to brochure on life? That you didn't get enough guidance about major life issues? So did I. You don't have to be an only child to feel this way. In my podcast, we'll explore some of the best ways to better navigate adulting while doing so with humor and light. Welcome everyone to the Only Child Diaries podcast. One of my good friends, who's also an only child, suffers from dental anxiety. And she told me that the only time she's ever fainted was in a dentist chair. Dental anxiety. Do you have it? Today we're going to talk about my journey with my teeth and my dentists. I guess you can say I'm a recovering dental patient, recovering from fear. Almost two years ago, I broke a molar and I was instantly panicked, not because I was in pain, but because I hadn't been to a dentist in years, I knew this meant I was going to have to go. I had been suffering from enough dental anxiety to just stop any formal dental care. And I'm the kind of person that will go see my doctor at the first sign of trouble. But dentists, totally different story. A few years prior, I had broken a wisdom tooth while on vacation in Las Vegas. I know you're saying she still had her wisdom teeth. Well, yes, it's true. I was somewhere in my early 50s and I still had all my wisdom teeth. This breakage also hadn't resulted in any pain, but left a sharp surface, which needed to be tended to. I had a dental HMO through work at the time, but I had no idea who my dentist was. I slowly took the first step. I found my provider's name and made an appointment, telling them I was scared to death. I begged my husband to go with me. Sitting in the chair, waiting for the dentist to come in, and let me say, I didn't even want to just sit in the chair. I wanted to pace the floor. I was unable to really think straight. This nice man finally came in and said they needed an x-ray and I would need to go see a specialist to pull what was left of the tooth. I didn't know whether to be relieved or catatonic. At least nothing would happen to me today. All I could think of when we were getting the information for the specialist was, I'm going to have to see another dentist. Seeing the specialist was just a repeat of this office visit, except I was given the option of being awake for the procedure. I mean, are you kidding me? Or having them put an IV in my arm and being knocked out. Oh, great. A needle. You're talking to someone with tiny veins that roll. Most of the time, getting a needle in my arm for a blood draw or IV is a very frustrating process. But yes, in the end, I opted for sedation. No surprise there. Back to my broken molar. I knew I had to do something. Absolutely terrified, I ended up contacting my mother's dentist, who I had spoken to on the phone about my mom's care and who seemed like a reasonable human being, not a raving maniac. He seemed very calm, and that gave me a small amount of confidence. Okay, 
maybe not confidence, but something to start with. When I called to make the appointment, I warned them that I had dental anxiety. That's the only way that I knew how to characterize it. They seemed very kind. Then the day came when I had to go into the office. I was just going to have x-rays and talk to the dentist, but I remember wanting to run out the door anyway. But I didn't. I remained brave, although I was constantly fidgeting with my hands and kept making fists and then extending my fingers. It gave me something to do. I think physical activity is vital in these circumstances, especially if you can't run. I spoke to the dentist about a treatment plan, and it turned out I would need a crown. This would be my first. Oh, dear. It sounded really complicated. How would I ever get through all these steps? My eyes started to roll back in my head. He explained that I could have nitrous oxide, the laughing gas, as he put it. He said, you know what's happening, but you don't care. Well, that sounded pretty good to me. One of my friends who recently had a lot of dental work done told me she had tried it and it made things a lot easier for her. I mean, sign me up. The day came for the first of my crown and they not only started the laughing gas on me, but I also brought my headphones so I could listen to my own music and really crank it up. The laughing gas did make it easier, although I felt like I still cared what was happening. Just a little, you know? But they talked me through every step, and the dentist and his staff were all great to me. I made it. I lived. I felt like I had accomplished something. One visit, I had nitrous, and they really dialed it up. The thing about laughing gas is it's really in the moment, just like air. It disappears quickly once it's turned down or turned off. So I I was sitting there and the nitrous is flowing. And when you have it, they put the small cone over your nose and you're supposed to breathe in through your nose and then breathe out through your mouth. So I'm sitting there breathing in as much of the $90 treatment as I can. And I feel like I'm starting to fly around the room. It's like having an alcoholic drink really fast. So no, I didn't care what they would do to my mouth that day. Then when they turned off the nitrous, they replace it with oxygen and that helps you come down, so to speak. Well, this time I had such a great time flying around the room. When the oxygen started, I needed a little bit more time to get up and walk around. I tried, but I was a little lightheaded. When I finally got out to the desk, getting my parking validated and making my copay, the staff was looking at me a little suspicious and they kept saying, are you sure you're okay to go? And I assured them I was. Oh yeah, I'm fine. I was, I was really trying to pull it together. <laughs> I said it with a lot of confidence, but there must have been something in my eyes that told them otherwise because they kept asking. I got down to my car and I sat there for about 15 minutes just laughing. I knew I wasn't quite ready to drive. So that day I found out that dentist visits can be fun sometimes. (laughs) 
<laughs> there's a part of me that wishes I could have a laughing gas tank at home just for those challenging life moments, right? Sometimes the universe is, is funny or ironic in the way it presents things to you, the way information unfolds and the way things fit together. Where did all my dental anxiety come from? I, I never really thought much about it until one day I was casually looking at Facebook and there was a post on a group for my hometown. Members post photos of businesses long gone or noteworthy events of the past, a trip down memory lane. Someone had posted asking if anyone else had been treated in their childhood by this particular dentist. And then I recognized the name as the man I had seen as a child. As I started to read the numerous comments on the post, I was increasingly horrified. And then I started to remember what happened. This man was the first dentist I ever saw. He had an office decorated with cute wallpaper of cartoon-like animals, and each treatment station was decorated in either pink or blue, including all the equipment and the chair. I still remember the big dental chair that looked like it was bathed in Pepto-Bismol. The dental assistants were all female and were always very kind and friendly, dressed in crisp white dresses with little white nurse-like caps. They would place you in the chair, put the bib around you in preparation for the dentist. When you were done, they would tell you it was time to pick a toy from the toy chest before going out to the waiting room. But the dentist was always an imposing figure. He was a man of few words, not really greeting me as a patient, but just grabbing his instruments and saying, open, before looking in my mouth. I recall that there was always silence in his office, no talking or music. The last time I saw him, he followed me out to the waiting room and started talking to my mother. He told her that I had a cavity in every tooth and that he would need to put fillings in them all. I heard this and was instantly upset, crying. He was very calm and told her that it was just what needed to be done. I had never had a cavity before and I wasn't sure what was involved, but I didn't think it was good. I think I was probably about eight or nine years old. I'm not sure what my mom's thought process was or when she caught on, but by the time we were driving away, she told me not to worry that we would go see her dentist and have him check me out. I still wasn't so sure. How could what an adult say not be correct? I knew in my heart he was wrong, but what was going on? My parents' dentist looked like he could have been an old movie actor, like Ronald Reagan. He was older, but with a full head of dark wavy hair and very handsome in his own right. A big gold watch, big gold rings. Of course, I was nervous about what he might find, but he examined me and told me and my mom that I had no cavities and that my mouth was fine. What a relief. In the days that followed, I overheard my parents talking about my dentist, that they weren't going to take me back to him anymore. And later on, I heard my mom say that he probably was a drunk. 
I didn't know exactly what that meant, but I started to understand how the pieces fit together. I'll say that most of the time growing up as an only child, I was pretty shy and I would hesitate to speak up and ask questions. I found that if I just watched and listened long enough, I would eventually learn all the answers I needed. I started to make connections to how my first dentist acted. He was quiet, often seemed moody, and spoke very few words. But of course, being shy myself, I didn't think much about that. The day that I found the Facebook post, I was shocked to see close to 100 comments under the original post about the same dentist. So many people had experienced what I had with the advisement to fill all my teeth, but some had much worse experiences. Multiple cavities filled with no Novocaine or much stronger language or punishment from the dentist while in the chair. And worst of all, parents who didn't believe what their children were reporting and let unnecessary treatment proceed. I started to remember all the weird feelings I had leaving his office and realized that perhaps this had provided the basis for my dental anxiety. One of the people who posted a comment was his daughter, who said she was reading the comments in horror, that she loved her father, and yes, he had his own issues, but was a good father to her and her siblings. While I understand her position, the children, including me, who were his patients, had our own reality in response to how we were treated by him and what subsequently happened in our lives. I did manage to regularly visit dentists for a good amount of time. I had good people and gentle hygienists, and that really helped a lot. Keeping on top of my dental visits meant that I didn't have any need for further treatment. This is a real win-win. Then one day, they found a small cavity. Stomach drop, heart race. By that time, I had worked myself into a frenzy just about the Novocaine shots. I had taken a good long look at the apparatus they used to inject you with Novocaine. I mean, some would call it a needle. And I started talking myself out of ever having that placed in my mouth again. I actually talked the dentist into drilling the cavity without any numbing medication. I remember he looked a little frightened himself, but he did it and it worked. Saying to me, but seemingly like he was also talking himself into it, he explained it was a shallow cavity. As he drilled, he kept stopping to ask if I was okay. I mean, what was I thinking? Sometimes I feel if I just hadn't seen the needle that one time and freaked myself out, maybe knowing too much really isn't a good thing. I'm such a chicken. Years later, right before I stopped seeing any kind of dentist, my husband and I were going to this big dental office by our house. And one day, the dentist himself did my cleaning. And it almost seemed like he was intentionally scraping my gums. I mean, all my gums. Deep in my gums. 
The inside of my mouth looked like I had just gorged on raw meat or worse, I was a vampire. I mean, it was a bloody mess. Looking back, there's no mention of me having gum disease or needing a deep cleaning or giving me Novocaine. I mean, you know, think back to my childhood dentist, right? That visit was enough to make me want to just take a break from the dentist. Once I was away, it was easier to just not go back. Why would I? Not sure if perhaps my mother suffered from a negative dental episode or not. Or in fact, it was the Parkinson's that just made it harder for her to brush. When I was growing up, she was fiercely diligent about her teeth and mine. She would religiously brush and she was so proud of her teeth. About five years or so before her death, she had let her dental treatment lapse and her teeth were either falling out regularly, cracking, or needed multiple fillings. I mean, each tooth. I was surprised that things had turned around in the opposite direction. I would ask her after a dental visit if she had any pain and she would always say no, which was a blessing, I suppose. But it taught me that if you don't keep up with your teeth, you're going to lose them. And really, who wants to lose their teeth? One of my good friends, who's also an only child, suffers from dental anxiety. And she told me that the only time she's ever fainted was in a dentist chair. This is a woman who I consider quite brave and able to handle anything. Past dental trauma is definitely one of the reasons for dental anxiety. Other reasons include fear of pain. Well, I mean, that one gets me every time. Who likes pain? And then fear of in injections, which I get because who really likes needles? Especially in your mouth. And then fear of anesthesia. Although this one doesn't always happen, it's still a valid fear. They say the best things to do are to let the dentist and his staff know you're anxious. Oh, hi, I'm the sweaty, quivering mess in the corner. And distract yourself. Music is always good. Listening to your favorite podcast, or maybe they have TV to watch. Although, let's face it, it's sometimes just easier to close your eyes and pretend you weren't there. I also find that taking someone with you, whether it's your spouse or a comforting friend, helps a lot. I can't say that I still don't have dental anxiety. I've now had three crowns put in and the last two did not go as easily as the first. At one point, I preferred some pretty sizable dental pain to going back early to see the dentist. And even when I got there, it still took everything I had not to run out the door. Thankfully, my husband is very understanding of my predicament and was with me to provide moral support. I started crying, waiting for the dentist to come in, and my hubby kept talking to me and holding on to me, probably so I wouldn't run. <laughs> I am a flight risk. But I think I'm progressing because I can have procedures now without the nitrous, and that is progress for me. I just had a filling done yesterday, and 
although it wasn't the most pleasant experience, there was only one moment of panic and one moment where I just wanted to cry. But I'm increasingly proud of myself for getting through it and facing up to it. My current dentist and his staff have done everything possible to make it easy for me to be treated. And when my friends have asked for the name of a dentist who is good for people with anxiety, I always refer them to his office. There are good dentists to be had. I'll put a link to his office in the show notes, just in case you are local to the SoCal area and looking for a new dentist. If anyone out there has their own story, I hope you'll visit my Instagram page, Only Child Diaries, or Facebook, Only Child Diaries Podcast, and find the post for this episode and share your own story about dental anxiety, including how you might have overcome it. If you like this episode, please follow the Only Child Diaries podcast and share it with a friend you think might like it as well. Thanks for listening and keep on brushing. Thank you.